0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jizz Talking for a Sunday night. We have a bit of a schedule change, but we are still more than happy to be here. Rex Radiation came in as our designated hitter tonight uh, after uh, Karen uh, Fisher came up ill earlier today. And so we'll get Karen down the road. She's, she's no, uh, no problem there. But anyway, uh, it's such a great time to have Rex. We talked a little bit about uh, having you on anyway, Rex. So welcome to the show. Here we are there we are let's talk I don't know where we need to start once upon a time let's just start once upon a time and Rex start from where you're comfortable starting
1: with me and Rebel? with our I don't know, with,
0: with you and your career or with with uh, how'd you get started in this uh, topsy-turvy business
1: <laughs> well I uh, I came here to Arizona uh, almost 20 years ago uh, leaving uh, the Chicago area. Post-military, I had uh, sold my trucking company, came here and started another trucking company. I was just uh, an average guy and um, ended up opening up a green waste recycling place, um, made, made a ton of money on it, sold it to my partner, and retired very comfortably. And wow. had no intention to doing much. Got a little ranch out here in Arizona. And then seventy years ago, I was doing a demonstration with rope. I like to do the rope. I like to do the rope ties, rope suspensions. And I was doing a, a little, um, doing a little demonstration at an art studio in Chicago. And in walks Rebel Rider. She, uh, of course, that wasn't her name at the time, but she walks in and catches my eye. And all I want to do is, it was the weirdest thing. I didn't know her from anybody, never met her. And I said, I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with this woman. And um I was just fascinated by her. I'm trying to do other models, tie them, and I'm looking at her. And it's just it's very distracting. So I'd got a hold of her. It was a monthly thing. This was in June of seven years ago. And I got a hold of her online. Um I knew where to find her online and um she was uh she was dating a beautiful voluptuous woman at the time. And uh I, uh, I just asked her, would you like me to tie you? And uh, she came back the next month. She said, absolutely. I tied her up, did some rope, and I said, you know, I've got more suspension equipment at your house, at my house. Why don't you bring your friends, your family, bring them out to my place, and I'll tie you up out here in the middle of the desert of Arizona. She comes all the way out to my little ranch out in the middle of nowhere by herself. And I was like, you know that um, I was very clear. I I. I tie in the nude. You you realize that? And she's like, you in the nude or me in the nude? And I said, well, of course. (laughs) You in the nude. I said, it just it keeps the clothes from binding. It's safer if I have to cut you out of rope. And I just like looking at naked bodies, too. You know, safety first, aesthetics next. And so that's where me and the rebel met. She came over. She spent that night that I tied her because she came by herself. She didn't bring anybody. Nobody wanted to come. Just her. And it was instantaneous. So I tied her up, kept her tied up for a couple of weeks, wouldn't let her go until she agreed to stay. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. But uh, she did stay the first night. She went back, to, back home to school. Um, she was in college at ASU. She was working her last year. Um, and she was doing an internship at an aerospace company at the time. And um, we just fell in love. We just, that's why we're celebrating our sixth anniversary now. It was about a, month, a year later that we got married, but we fell in love. But I'm going back to school, doing the school thing. She's working at the aerospace company and she got a flavor for, uh, she got a flavor for uh, cam stuff. She just, hey, this would be a great way to pick up extra money. And I'm like, you know, you don't need extra money. And she was like, yeah, but it could be fun to make extra money. And she got a taste of that. And she was sitting in the bathtub one one evening about four years ago, and she's crying a little bit. And this woman never cries. And I was like, darling, what's what's the matter? And she says, I, I want to leave my $80,000 a year job with great insurance and all that, and I want to go into full-time porn. <laughs> and, and that was a shocker because at that time, I never imagined a guy like me, short, stocky, barrel-chested guy, would be doing anything involved with porn. And uh, it was one of those Kairos moments that you uh, say, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to support this beautiful woman or or am I going to try to resist her or shape her? And and it was an easy decision. I, I believe that everybody should be autonomous to make their own decisions and then accept the consequences of those decisions. I don't want you to choose a decision because I told you to do it. I want her to make a decision because it's what she wants to do and she thinks is best for us. And she was right all along. I mean, she easily, her first year out, made triple the income. We were having a blast, and that's where we met Tadpole Studios, Ted himself, Ted the man. And from there, um, Ted was right off. He's like, he's like, you see the guys I shoot with? And I said, yeah. And he goes, you look like one of us, <laughs> short, stocky, portly, um, and and I said, and with a very average sized penis. He goes, that's it. That's all we're looking for. And uh, and that's where it started for me. I started shooting with Tadpole Studios. Um, after that we we started, Rebel and I started shooting on the side. We we've got our own little studio called Chariot Productions. Um we just started shooting with other other girls and a couple of other couples, and it's just expanded from there. It's only grown and we've We've done enormously well, and I I couldn't be prouder of my partner in crime who drew me into this, and because of this, it, we're just having a blast.
0: And, you know, and it looks like it. I mean, you can just see at Exotica, or well, let's not say anything about X3 because nobody had a fun time there. But anyway, uh, at, at these Exotica events, you know, you guys are just smiling. Sometimes Rex kind of has on his his game face a little bit, but I can oh yeah too. Because there's some well, we talked about that. We'll get into that in here in a little bit. What would have happened, and I'll maybe ask both of you this question, I'll unmute Rebel too. So she's in the bathtub, you know, contemplating this and it's a it's a huge decision. I mean it, it is. Um life changing. What, what would have happened uh Rebel had Rex says, No, god damn it, you got a good job and you're gonna stay in it.
2: <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's kind of why I was uh you know that's why i talked to him about it you know if he if he had said that you know i would have been like okay yeah you know what you're right like this, this is stupid to think about like let me just focus on what i got right here you know
0: <laughs> and and again i don't want to make this the the rex and rebel show i'm gonna focus on rex but i just want to get your <laughs> opinion because it, of course it mattered and mm-hmm. uh b i just kind of wanted to see what you know uh a lot of people just wouldn't wouldn't be that way. And and I guess Richard Pacheco is kind of the opposite end of it, or what you went through with the AIDS crisis in the 80s and the ultimatums that you had from your wife.
3: Well, first of all, thank you, Rex. I really like hearing your story. Um, thank you. Um, and Rebel, with a name like Rebel, I, I don't know that... A man, a man is going to tell you much about anything that you should be doing. Uh, I have faith that the soul in there is going to emerge and make it be as much as she wants about what it is. So, I mean, I and I don't know you. I'm just hello, you know. Uh, but I love your couple I love the the joy with you living your lives. And uh, to me, that kind of energy coming into the porn world, hella fucking hallelujah. You know, because so much of it is bend over, bitch. And, you know, this it, is...
2: Yeah.
3: Anyway, it's nice to see you and to see you playing with each other and making a life together and being a part of the industry. Um, for me, um, Patrick was introducing the end of my career when AIDS was first an issue in 1984. November the fucking 10th, 1984, was the first headline in the San Francisco Chronicle of the heterosexual Transmission of AIDS. That afternoon, a dear friend of mine, uh, one of the leaders of the Berkeley Free Speech Movement back in 1960 at Cal, named Michael Wassman, was a mathematician and a poet, and had done some, uh, before X-rated movies, he'd done some sex films in 1960. Uh, there were art films and hippie stuff. Anyway, he came over to my house, and he said to me, I've done some calculations based on the article in the paper. You need to retire. You need to get the fuck out of this business now. And I didn't want to hear that. I had just spent about 10 years getting to the top. I'm now being paid the same money that Jamie Gillis is getting, and uh, Harry Reams and John Leslie. I'm getting to pick my own star. I'm getting to write my own scenes if I want. I'm not going to fucking quit. Um, and my wife, prior to AIDS, after 10 years, we had just had two children back-to-back in the ninth and 10th year. She was pretty much ready for me to be done because our life had changed. Then um, there were kids, and that was different for her and, and for me as well, that she just wanted me to be done. So, um, And I didn't trust that. Um, This this touches some some strong emotions and stuff. Anyway, um, I got three offers for movies in December that year. I'm going to do them. God damn it, I'm going to go do them. I went and did them. I come home at the end, right before Christmas. Got some money in my pocket from those jobs. That's good. Um, And uh, I reached for my wife that night to have sex with her. And she says... Do you think we should? And I said in my best John Leslie imitation, What? (laughs) She said, quote, Don't you think it would be prudent if one of us remained alive to raise the kids? That was the brick wall. I hit it. When I woke up in the morning, not only was I retired, but I was fucking monogamous. And um, that's how that decision got made for us. And life proceeded from there. Other things happened. But I'll leave the story at that.
1: Sure. 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 Well, I I know that um, for us, for Rebel and I, when she hit me with that, there was this thing in the back of my mind is if she doesn't get the opportunity to explore this, if she doesn't do this, then she'll always wonder. They're in, in, in wondering and wishing and thinking if I only had a followed this dream, um, it leaves resentment and residue in relationships. And my, my goal from day one with this woman was for her to be fully autonomous. I mean, we, we had people saying, because of the age difference, it'll never work. Revel and I have a 32 year age difference between us and I met her. She was only 22 years old and, uh, and we got married. She was 23. And it was, um, there was a lot of pushback and stuff and and that's one of the reasons why I, I just thumb my nose at everyone because we're proving them wrong. But there we did have obstacles going in to the industry. I mean, there there was challenges. One of the things that Rebel and I, before she went in industry, we were in a, a different kind of community. We were in the BDSM community. I liked a lot of paddling floggers, whips and um, addition to the rope. Um, we've since moved away from that community because we love the uh, we, we love the adult industry so much. But one of the things that we did between us that we kept between us was um, I'm the only person that had ever went skin on skin sex with Rebel. Rebel had a very very small sexual experience prior to meeting me, and, and she hadn't had sex in four years, and um, and she was dating a girl and just no penis contact at all. And so when we got together and we started playing, we had one rule is everybody else, no matter who they are, they have to wear a condom. It was and it was it was that part of I didn't have a one dick rule like I'm the only one that gets to have sex with you. But anybody else that has sex, they have to have a condom. I don't, it, I got to have that uh, skin on skin. I'm the only one that is ever because when in her prior sex life, she had only used condoms. I was the only guy that she ever let have sex with without a condom. So we tried to hold on to that for a while. And then when the decision to be in the adult industry, we had a tough conversation. Like, condoms don't sell. I mean, people want to see, you know, skin on skin. They want to see that ejaculate. They want to see cream pies. They want to see all that. And, and we together, I mean, it was a tough decision at first. And then it, I just had to realize if it was turned the other way around. Would I want the liberty to make the choices of who I shoot with and whether to wear condoms or not? Otherwise, I shouldn't be in the industry. Um, of course, we're religious with testing. And, I mean, we are tested all the time, continuously, to to make sure for our sexual health and that everybody we shoot with is te- tested, too, um, with current tests. But it was the skin-on-skin skin thing was my obstacle, and, and I had to process that and say, who do I want to be to her? And um and I wanted her to have her liberty. I wanted her to experience this without all the other stuff going on and without me resisting her. And I, I can talk more in a little bit how we've seen so many people, so many women's career affected by the control that some of the men uh have been oh. trying to put on them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that makes so much sense. I mean, those are decisions that that was you two. That that wasn't you know, sticking a finger in the wind or anything like that. That was you two at all, you know, uh, absolutely. So, huh. Inter- uh, very, very interesting. Um, Adam is with us. We'll uh,
2: unmute Adam here. He's on uh, the telephone or somewhere. Anyway, go ahead, Adam. Yes. Well, thank you, Rex and Rebel. Um, I had a couple questions. Uh, first of all, you talked about being uh, relatively new to the industry, four years. What? Where do you see yourself in five years from now in the industry?
1: Uh, both of us, or yes, myself. We we continue. We want to be in this industry indefinitely. Um, at my age, I'm sixty two. I'll be sixty two next month, and uh, in five years, I'll be rapidly <laughs> approaching seventy. And uh, I don't see a lot of seventy year olds in the industry. Um, I, I want to fuck as long as I can. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Richard. But um, what we want to do is when when the window closes on us, um, we want to move into production. Uh, we want to move into hiring other performers to perform for us and sell under our, our banner and things like that. Rebel will be able to shoot for far more. She could shoot probably after I die. Um, she'll probably still be alive and still shooting. I, I, I can see it easily. But we want to We want to stay in the industry. We want to we make a, it, it just consistently a part of our life. The reason I went back to school to get this degree in counseling and applied psychology was soon as we went into the industry, I saw such a deficit of of the care for people um, to talk. Almost every person that comes in has a story, and, and a lot of them have had about sexual abuse, about having um, uh, just somebody treated them inappropriately, took their power away, and um, through. Through this counseling, I, I really want to be a good therapist to these people, and I want to be able to, to give them a listening ear and help walk them through. And that was one of my goals. As soon as I went into industry and I, I saw this, I said, these, these people have a voice that's been stifled, and they need to talk to somebody. They need to be able, and somebody that understands. Most of the counselors that I talked at at ASU, um, they try to talk people through and out of the industry. Um, I try to talk them through and and in the industry. I help them. I want them to stay and be successful and be mentally secure and and have confidence and not feel like victims and stuff like that, and to be able to know their boundaries, to enforce their boundaries, and things like that. So that's why I picked up the the counseling, why I went back to school to get a degree in it. Um, And so as far as Rebel and I, for the rest of our time, We're going to do this as long as we can. We're going to do production, and we want to be available for counseling for people in the industry.
2: Well, now, you're talking about new people in the industry. What would be your best advice? Now, assuming that someone is in a good mental shape like Rebel uh, and they're interested in joining the industry, but they may not know where to start or they don't know the best way to get into the industry, what would be your initial advice for those kind of people?
1: If I would tell anybody where to start, it's get somebody trustworthy is the key. There's a lot of guys out there that are predatorial where they see a young person um, that's got a 1,000 followers, 2,000 followers, and say, hey, come shoot with me. Uh, I would say never shoot with those guys ever. If you're going to shoot content that you're going to sell, you need a well-established OnlyFans account or minivids account. I would tell everybody – first establish an account in a platform where you can sell your own stuff because it's going to be a while before you get the attention of legitimate companies the new the the guys with the camera they'll flock to you but you want to get with people that you trust create films put them on these platforms and start selling that way you will get speed Rebel on her first month of OnlyFans made I think like seven or eight dollars. It was crazy. Four dollars. Four dollars. Seventy cents. So. <laughs> oh, you know you remember. And the <laughs> then next one, like <laughs> like four dollars it was, and seventy cents. But it does snowball. The more you, I, I would tell them if they, anybody wanted to get into the industry, one of the number one keys is consistency. Do it as often as you can. We have a friend, um, a well-known friend, who does um, her OnlyFans is literally every day when she starts her day, whatever she does on the toilet, she doesn't always announce what she's doing, but she gets on the toilet, says, good morning, guys. Hey, I love you all. She talks to them for a few minutes. It's my morning bathroom break. That's all she does. She doesn't play with toys. She doesn't occasionally she'll flop a boob out, but she's there every day. And the guys that are looking to imprint, they're looking to feel like they have a consistent relationship, you know, that's their POV relationship, they will show up every day. They sign up for her account, and she lives quite well because she's consistent. She's got that phone in her hand, whether she feels good or whether she feels sick or whether she's still got makeup on or not. She sits there and talks to them, and that's her morning bathroom time with her guys. And and I'd say just... Get a platform started. One, two, be consistent at whatever you do, and three, start shooting with trusted people and build a portfolio. That's if really keep good. Doing advice. That, you'll get known.
2: Go ahead. That that's really good. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Patrick. No, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to also ask. You talk about social media, and that's a big bugaboo for a lot of a lot of stars who have been around either a short time or a long time. How do you? Uh, talk to people uh, already in within the industry about how to handle the the tough social media environment, whether it's on Twitter or even Instagram.
1: Thick skin. Just get (laughs) thick skin and be quick to block. I realize that Twitter is going to take away the block feature. They've been talking about it, but you can still mute. If you just – we get – a lot of times we'll post stuff, and we'll get 300, 500, 700 people – Um, loving it, Uh, 150 will make comments, and one or two people will just say stupid stuff. We have a friend, um, actually, I'll, I'll just say her name because I love her dearly. It's Caitlin Casaros. She will focus on those guys that make that one comment. She'll write them individually on Twitter and call them out, why are you being stupid, when she knows she has so many people complimenting her and adoring her unique way of serving the adult industry um likewise rebel rebel has very thick skin when it comes to that she doesn't pay any mind she just ignores it if she sees something first that i'm gonna see that she knows will like trigger me a little bit oh she'll she'll delete it get rid <laughs> of it i never know about it um but i only voice things to her i'm like honey do you see this jerk and then she'll just say ignore it and we'll either block them or delete it or mute it or whatever the best advice is to not pay any attention to the negative. Enjoy the positive and, and avoid the negative.
2: Well, thanks, Rex and Rebel, and uh, thanks again, Patrick.
1: Not a problem. Take care.
2: Uh,
0: and that's uh, we're talking with Rex Radiation, who
2: is uh, the hubby to uh, Rebel
0: Writer, and uh, he's he stepped in here at, at the 11th hour. We're real, real uh, appreciative of that. Next week, our guest is going to be Debbie Revenge. We're going to go back in time. And uh, finally, get Debbie Revenge on. She's. Uh, I was going to have her on one time, and since she got COVID and had a problem, and then we're finally going to have her on, she's got stories to tell. That's for sure. Hey, if you like the shows, uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash at uh, Jizz Talking. Also, we're on Twitter at Jizz Talking and uh, Instagram at Jizz Talking. We're, we're on everything at Jizz Talking, I guess. And that's kind of a key too when you go to the social media is to make try and make everything the same as well. Uh that's that's kind of a
4: key. Um anyway, uh James is with us. James, go ahead, question for Rex Radiation. Um nothing really, not really a question, but I just want to say I love meeting you guys in Chicago. That was uh that was a real that was a real that was a fun time. Really was a fun time. Um and one of the things that I really noticed was whenever I went to uh Get in Rebel's line to uh, you know to get an autograph or just to meet her. It was just impossible because there was so many people there, <laughs> and I'd walk away. And I'd say, "Oh, I'll, ju- I'll just come back and the line will be shorter." <laughs> and the same people, I'd walk away, and fifteen minutes later, I'd walk back, and he's, she's still talking to the same person. <laughs> like fifteen minutes later. <laughs> true. Yeah. I mean, uh, but it was it was such a it was such a, a thrill to meet y'all, and it was it was great and um the the one thing that i really uh my my observation is just your love for the industry and how much you love what you're doing and i think that's 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 a major key to uh to because to to leave an eighty thousand dollar job and say yeah (laughs) i want i want to do this (laughs) okay well that's that's true love right there so (laughs) so That's all. That's all I have to say. I just want to say it was great meeting you in Chicago. And I just and, and, uh, this, this is great.
1: Thank you,
0: James. Yeah. I I had to help. Uh, well, Christy Canyon emailed me and says, Patrick, I need a babysitter when I'm in Miami. (laughs) And so anyway, her booth at one day, one day was right across the uh, aisle from rebels. And I tell you what, they had people there a lot over the weekend and, uh, you know, we were, Rex and I sat down, I was at the booth because they, they were a no-show. Hell, I used that as my booth, it was my office for the weekend. Anyway, um, Rex and I talked about different things. You know, it was winding down, and like the, the crowd was really thinning out on that Sunday. And still, people were coming up and and um, skipping the major stars over at the Loyal Fans booth and coming to Rebels booth. That was That was quite something to see.
1: Um, well, one of the things that Rebel does is yeah. um, she validates people. Um, I, I've always encouraged her is that when you listen to people, if you don't just talk at them or or you listen to them thinking of something relevant to say, if you just give your brain a blank slate and listen to them, genuinely listen, it validates them, and they they find value in that, and they want to they want to come to people that are get making eye contact with them and not just hey, I'm here to make some money, so can I do something for you that you'll give me some money? Can I sell you something? She listens to their stories, and that's why when you come back, it it sometimes it backs up the line a little bit, but each person that she's interacting with walks away feeling like she listened to me. And now I feel like, you know, hey, I got uh, this person's attention, and they really cared. It's appreciation. That's
4: what it is. Yes. Appreciation for the yes. fans. That's what it is.
1: Fantastic. She learned that, though, from a, another porn star that she saw at another convention, her very first one that she attended, and she saw this this porn star interacting and, and putting her hand on. She made an a, a effort to touch every person that came to her booth. She watched her, and she saw like somebody would come up and distract her, and she wouldn't take her hand off of the person she was talking to to let them know she was still going to return to them and continue engaging them, even if somebody butted in. And she modeled right after after that. She that's the way she modeled her way that she dealt with fans, and it's it's a good uh, good formula. All
0: right, Lorenzo, go ahead. Question for Rex Radiation?
5: Yes, you know, I told you, Patrick, I was uh, out here in Puerto Rico, but I had to pop on real quick. And I was uh, then I saw it was about Rex and Rebels, so you know <laughs> I had to stay.
1: You know, of course. Good to see you, Lorenzo.
5: Hey, now let me say. From the beginning, um, I'm very observant. I have the law enforcement background, so I'm always watching, you know, everybody, everything, people's moves and things that they do like that. So I don't really just open up to just everybody immediately. But I've watched Rex and Rebel for a while there, you know, and they were the type of people that you could really, you know, bond with. Um, Rex and I basically were identical in the same situation he's walking around you know with the star of the queen I'm, and i'm doing exactly like he is and a lot of people don't realize how tough that is what we do to do it and be sane and and be calm it takes every bit of energy that we have to look at some of these idiots and fools that come <laughs> and that i have you know and i have a very short limit for disrespect you can you can be stupid but don't be disrespectful i'm not going to tolerate that you know exactly and i'm telling you it takes every <laughs> every bit um <laughs> and sometimes we have to give that look and and the guys know that's that look i though oh, I'm, I'm i'm cool man you know and they move on because yes. it's not going to happen that's not going to happen and it's the same with rubble if i saw anyone even think about getting a certain way i'm just you know it's, it's done you know because she carries herself in such a manner, no matter how tough it is. Because I can see in her eyes, those days, some of those days are tough. But she never lets it out to the public. She's always cordial and nice to every soul that comes through there. And, you know, but I get to see, it's just some tough times. that She's standing a lot. I mean, it's no joke. You know, and Rex is doing his thing. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, man, we made it another day, you know. Yes, yes. Like that, but... What you all, what you two have is is special and you know, no matter what, I'm there with Rex and anything that he needs. It doesn't it just doesn't matter. I'm there. Like that and Rebel, you are so lucky to be at the age you are to do what you wanna do and have somebody that's gonna back you to do what you wanna do. You know, I know if Rex could have decided like you did at thirty years old to do whatever he wanted <laughs> and have somebody to back him. You know that that's something that's rare out there. So you you um you two, you know anything that you need, you know you you got me. You know because uh, you're really quality. You're quality people, and for the industry, that's rare. And um, you keep doing what you do, and keep bringing people to follow your footsteps. And I mean, a lot of stuff can change. You know, with me and Casey, we don't uh, you know do the idiot thing. Yes, you know, but we we try to bring people. And let them know there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. And you don't have to be a fool and act like a fool to do what you're doing. And still be professional. That's, that's right. all. Just be professional. That's, right. that's right. The money will be there. Just But, you know, never give yourself a way to have to act like a fool to think you're going to make a dollar. Yes. Just stay professional. So yes. um, Like I said, I back, you know, you two. You're like family to me. You know. Well, that's we, we
1: appreciate you and your wife, Lorenzo. <clears throat> And you are without even telling me that you got my back. I know you do. And that's one of the things about seeing you at every event. I look up and see you and your wife walk in. You're the people we want to be lying to uh, just to embrace you and to see you again. And it's, it's just so reassuring to have other people in the industry that want to do well and want to, you know, prosper and still are grounded and sane and have a <coughs> their mind, you know, with all the activities and the money and all this other stuff. Yeah. Thank, thank you very much, Lorenzo.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. That's just a uh, class a class act. I'll put it like that. I remember we uh, you were talking about my vest. You know, yeah. I love the that These <laughs> little things. Our generation remembers little things like that. Yes. You have a certain style about you, and you, you know, it's just certain things you did. Yes. You know, yes. Like that. Yes. All right. So anyway, I'm I'm back out here, you know, relaxing. <laughs> That got me a oh, year older, so you, you look know, good. So take it easy. <laughs> you look good.
1: You look good. Yeah.
5: thank you. All right. You take it. You take it easy to, to to everybody here. Have a have a decent day. And, um, yes. Hope to see you next week.
0: All right. Good enough. Yeah. Uh, Debbie Revenge will be our guest next week. Can't wait for that. That's for sure.
1: We got plenty more to add. Whatever you need, uh, there, mm-hmm. Patrick. We'll... Um, you bet. I
0: I want to talk a little bit about a couple of things I want to talk about. Yet, uh, we were talking. Well, first of all, let's go back to uh, you, you guys. were kind of operating under the tadpole umbrella uh, for lack yes. of a better term. Kind of part of their stable. Is that something you'll continue with as needed, or are you branching out from that ASAP? Or what's uh, what's what's the schedule on that?
1: Well, it's easy to be with tadpole because a they're our friends um everybody there wolf dom sal um you know ted you know who runs it um they're they're quality guys and they're quality friends we always do dinners and we have a relationship so i see us you know doing it until we're crippled or, or whatever i mean it's it's just it's enjoyable to us um, Rebel Rebel will continue to do everything under her own banner too. she's got her own brand and things that she likes shooting and going to Prague. Um, and we'll I, I just don't see us leaving them for any reason. I don't think we'll ever get too big to be with Tadpole Studios you know no matter how big she gets if she ever gets to a you know Riley Reed or, or Angela white level or anything like that, I, I'm absolutely sure. And will still shoot with Tadpole Studios um, because we love and respect them so much. Tadpole. <laughs> Tadpole. There you go. I wish he was here tonight.
0: And you know, they're making quite a name for themselves, too. I mean. They are. They're growing sure rapidly. You know, everybody and their brother disrespected them or looked down. Always.
1: Yep. And,
0: and that's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, because not every guy is the perfect 10. That's right. Not every girl's a perfect 10. That's right, and they judge a lot of uh, of the guy situation. I look at those girls gonna fuck that guy. Yeah, Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's just uh, a part of the business that has
1: its appeal, and it's an everyman type of thing. The the people that complain uh, are the people that reveal their own insecurities um, by 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 trying to tear down somebody that they don't think. Is that worthy or that beautiful or deserves to have sex with a young lady? Obviously, she showed up without being, you know, tied up and dragged there. I mean, she showed up of her own free will. She signed all the forms and documents to participate. So obviously, she wants to be there, you know. And these girls, they do want to shoot with Tadpole. They it. Sometimes I see the affection that young ladies shower on Tad, and it makes me smile on Ted because they, they adore him. They do. They just, and other guys look at him and go, there's no reason why anybody would want to, you know, (laughs) be with him short and portly and stuff. And, you know, he's good to him. He is good to the girls. He's good to the women. He's good to his friends. Yeah. Basically, he's good to his friends and good to the other performers. Yeah. And he's professional.
0: He is great
1: guy he gets stuff edited he gets it posted he uh, doesn't come up with excuses why not to or or why it's taken a while I mean he's he's pretty quick with, with everything he creates gets posted quickly
0: right you bet. this is this is what uh, probably Lorenzo was talking about too notice Rebel is standing uh and she stood here probably about this is later in the day this is probably about on a Saturday probably about seven or eight o'clock at night. Uh, yeah. You can see Rex over in a chair by this time.
1: With <laughs> uh, yep. Kit but Lacey. you,
0: were, um, you always kind of have your your head on a swivel. Uh, that, always. And always. that's the cool thing about these girls felt safe in your booth. Um, yes. This last year in uh, <clears throat> in Chicago, we had ended up with eleven girls at our booth, and so what we did was we had um, well James was there and I was there uh, Tim. And a couple other people, uh, Claire, I always called Claire one of the boys, but she is one of the girls. Um, so we had our passes on, and I got stickers that had smiley faces. So I put smiley faces on each side of the pass and told all the girls, <clears throat> if you need anything, look for a guy with a smiley face on his badge. We'll help you. Need to go to the bathroom? We'll, we'll walk you there. Um, yes. Need a bottle of water? We'll walk you know." There's always somebody in the booth, kind of just looking out because you always have one fucking idiot. And uh, I saw, oh, yes. I saw that in the case of, of Rebel. It was Sunday afternoon, probably <laughs> three thirty four o'clock in the afternoon. I just had gotten done talking to Rex about you know when guys go too far, and yes. we talked a little bit about that. Then this idiot comes up and says, "I like a couple. I like a video with your wife or with uh, with Rebel." okay, and so he had to hold the camera about 18 different positions while he uh, basically wanted to do a gynecological exam on her. Yes. Christ, and you remember that guy. I do remember that guy well. Uh, uh, an octopus. I mean, he had so many hands just everywhere. Oh, yeah. What happens at that point in time when you got to say, hold up, buddy?
1: I I do a pretty good job of staying behind the booth, and from the booth, um, I've got to lean forward on the booth, you know, get in their face kind of. There's only been a couple of times um, over the last couple of years that I've had to come out of the booth. But when I come out of the booth, it's done. I mean, if I have to slap a guy's hand away and tell him to take a walk, I will. It's, no, no. I, I don't hesitate because she is my priority and her safety. She gives them clear instructions of what they're allowed to do. She'll say, you can touch me here, you can put your hand here, and she's very clear, nothing underneath, no penetration, nothing like that, and then when a guy gets, like, sneaky about it, like he's trying to work a finger in, trying to get a little something to smell later, a trophy, fluid, or whatever, and and I see it, I'm on it, and I I refuse to, to let him get away with it. I haven't let anybody get away with it yet, and... Um, it just, it, it pisses me off. It really does because here she is presenting herself out there to these guys and giving them a treat, basically, and, um, and they want to abuse it. And she'll tell them, and I, I usually hear it um, because I'm watching her the whole time, and then she'll say, no, I can't do that. And then the guy will, like, maybe try to move in for a kiss, and she pulls back. She goes, no, I don't kiss, and that's when it's time to come out. And it's like, nope, it's time to go. I don't. I, said, you
0: heard her. I don't understand the fucking kissing situation. You didn't sign up for
1: that bullshit. Know. No, no, no. I've become we, a we professional kiss dodger. Remember <laughs> your first uh, exotica in Miami <laughs> at the strange
2: Eyes of March, Julian yes.
1: Caesar. <laughs> we had a very strange young guy um, who wanted to shoot with Rebel, and she was being polite with them. She's like, "Oh no, you know, I'm not doing that, you know. I'll think about it, you know. I'll talk to my husband whatever." So he puts his hands like reaches on her elbow and he moves in. He's like And she's like, "No." Nah. And I'm like D-. He walks away. So I just like let it go. Then he comes back and uh I said, "Dude, did you just try to kiss my wife unconsensually? And, and uh without consent?" And he goes, Well, yeah, I thought she wanted it. I said, you thought that woman wanted to kiss you? (laughs) Well, yeah. I said, you're delusional. I said, you need to take a walk. (laughs) So I send him on his way. He comes back later, and he goes... You owe me an apology for talking to me like that. (laughs) Oh, oh, really? (laughs) Really? Yes, you owe me an apology. You raised your voice to me, and I'm not comfortable with that. I thought you were going to punch him. you are crazy. (laughs) I says, I will personally escort your ass out of here if you don't hit the road. He takes a few steps away from the booth and starts pointing, Ides of March. Ides (laughs) of March, Caesar. Your time is coming. (laughs) Whatever. I saw him a year ago in an elevator. It's just me and him. I don't say a word. I back up against the wall, hold the rails, keep my hands busy. He's facing the, 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 you know, where the buttons are. And then he turns around, looks at me. He goes, Hey, I just want you to know I forgive you. And I'm not mad at you anymore. (laughs) Oh, I said, you idiot son of a bitch. I said, do you think I give two (laughs) Folks, <laughs> about if you forgive me or are not mad anymore. I said you're an idiot. You tried to kiss my wife without her permission. You idiot, you still don't get. Oh my god! And I was ripping his ass all the way till the elevators open, and people are standing there, and I'm still. And then he just kind of politely walked away, and at least now he doesn't talk to me anymore.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, because
1: on the on the other stupid. hand,
0: had somebody tried that to do that to Angela White or or one of those gals. At the loyal fans booth, they'd have been thrown to the mm-hmm. ground by security immediately. Oh, exactly. And uh that that's a little bit of why I don't a little bit there's a little bit of a disparity on on, on things and I can't wait till uh the playing field's leveled a little bit more on some of that because yes. everybody needs to be guarded on that sort of stuff. I mean yes. uh you just can't if she was there alone like one of those other gals. Yeah, and, she might have got kissed. Yeah, there wasn't some sort of heat in the booth, that would have yes. happened too. Let's talk about um, the the hundred guy gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I want to uh, kind of close in on. How did this come up? And uh, Rex, what? Well, well, first of all, before you do that, when we do, um, you guys do massive uh, orgy scenes and gangbangs and and all sorts of things with multiple guys and multiple girls. Uh, Rex, what is your role in some of those in the in the room, the hotel rooms? What? What, what sort of role do you play?
1: If I'm not shooting like or actively participating, it's total supervisory, just keeping guys in line. Um, I, I, I was one of my first gangbangs with Tadpole Studio. Um, there was a guy, and he was kind of rough on, on a lady whose husband was right there. And, um, and he started getting a little bit rough, and the husband said, that's one, you need to back off, get a breather, And know that I'm not going to let you do that again. And he, the guy, you know, he he played it off okay, okay. He got back on and started going real rough. And that was it. He just reached in and pulled the guy out. He says, you're never going to touch my wife again. Ever. Ever. And then um, Tad doesn't let that guy in the shoots anymore. You know, he crossed the line. And as soon as I saw that, because I wasn't sure, like, hey, if somebody is touching somebody and it's in the middle of a sex scene, Uh, I, throughout the years now, I am quick. If somebody's inappropriate or or Rebel has given a clue, like, no, I don't want this, this hurts, or that's the wrong position, whatever, I'll stop in an RB because we can edit the shit out. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You don't have to, well, let's let it play out, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Oh, no. No, you're not going to continue. Because otherwise, my grandfather used to say something very simple. He said, men do the stupid shit they do because other men don't hold them accountable. Mm -hmm. That was it. And I've learned when you hold a guy accountable right then and there on the spot, then they don't think, they don't get a clue and thought in their head like, well, that was okay, I'll try it again next time. You screech the brakes and say, that's not going to work, get the fuck off of her, or get the fuck out of here, or we don't need to shoot, fuck you. Then, um, Then they learn real quick.
0: Or the next three guys down the line think, well, God, he got by with it. Yeah, he
1: got by with it. I could do it. No. Yeah, well, that's you that, got to hold me accountable.
0: That's a that's a good uh, good role to have as kind of the, the heater on something like that because you need to help you know, people get yeah, out of. I, I don't, don't care that. if
1: they don't like me either. I you know, don't some, give
0: a, He he's a nameless face. Uh, yes, you don't need that that guy's dick no. in the city. This well, is the star of the show, not not some nameless
1: here. dick. That's right. That's exactly right.
0: So anyway, let's go to um, uh, the gangbang and and uh, or the the. Yeah, under Guy Gang Bang. Hunter Guy Gang Bang. And I, I was kind of, the, the funniest part of the whole thing <laughs> was the amount of fucking Visqueen you put over everything. The plastic that was
1: covered everything. I mean, oh, it had to. It <laughs> um, had to be. Part that of had the had contract. That's right. Well, part of the hotel contract was they required <laughs> us to put that plastic down to be able to shoot. And they knew what was, this is what I admire about that hotel in Chicago. They, had several meetings with Rebel in in Tadpole Studios, Mm -hmm. and they went over all the particulars. They went over the contract. They were completely aware of what it was for. They uh, only asked that all the chairs be covered with plastic and all the uh, other stuff, the different things, in this section of the carpet that they were going to actually have the table on and and the sex on, they asked for those to be covered, and that was it. This uh, 100-guy gangbang was totally 100% Rebel's idea. I mean, she nobody prodded her and said, can you do this? How many do you think you can do- take? She was just sitting with me one day. She said, honey, she goes, I've heard girls, you know, do a lot, you know, big gangbangs. I said, oh, yeah, there's some big number ones. She goes, well, before I do a big number one, like a hundred not big. <laughs> she says, I think I'd like to try a 100-guy gangbang. I said, you would like to try to have sex with 100 men consecutively. And she goes, yeah, yeah. I said you know you can only do about three at a time one that you're jerking off one that you're blowing and one that's actually picking which hole to fuck you in missionary style she goes yeah but it should move quickly she did it in like two hours and five minutes mm-hmm. all 100 guys it was insane but it was it got started with just her talking about it and the the person that we knew that knew a lot of single guys was was ted He's always got somebody new in his stuff, and I. So we asked him, said, um, "You know, we made the deal with him. If you can arrange it, if you can, you know, get these guys tested and get the people in, we'll split the uh, we'll, we'll split the video with you." You know, I mean, nobody got paid anything for that. It was all content, and now she's selling it, he's selling it, and everybody's doing real well. Well, well
0: that, that was yeah. the, that was the biggest question of of the day when we were talking about on our our Facebook group and some of the. Older gals in the business says, "Wow, must have been a big payday." Well, I didn't have the heart to tell them. I had a hunch it was going to be based on sales and not for money up front.
1: That's exactly right.
0: And they and I feel bad, but they couldn't comprehend that. Um, but you know, they didn't have the sales
1: channels back in those days. That no, you do now. No, no, they didn't. Um, content trade has changed everything about the industry. It is so many people can be famous porn stars now that weren't. They, I mean, it was limited. If you didn't have a studio backing you and taking your stuff, if you weren't part of that, well, Richard knows. I mean, there were there were smaller groups of performers that were locked in than there are now. There's thousands and thousands of people performing in the industry because they have a platform to sell their stuff. And if you didn't have a studio working on your behalf, you know, then you were screwed. You can shoot all the home porn that you want, but there was no play. There was no such thing as Pornhub or Jizz Hub or any of these other things. There was none of it um, like there is today. And, and I think that the uh, content trade has changed everything. And this 100 guy gangbang, I mean, Ted is, he's a smaller studio, but he's got a lot of followers on uh, his VR stuff. And Rebel's got a lot of followers and on her OnlyFans stuff. And it's just selling, selling, selling.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah, they couldn't comprehend it. And there was no, I didn't have the time and energy to explain it to them. So I <laughs> yeah,
1: I bet she did.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and that's got to be, uh, you know, a lot of um, upfront costs and banking on a good day and, and, uh, you know, I saw Jiggy Jaguar walking around with his sombrero on and the number eight. And I thought,
1: how the fuck did he <laughs> draw number eight? And
2: then, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it, number 17 or 27?
1: Um, It was 17.
2: 17, the guy that was having toes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there, there was a couple of guys that came back for seconds or thirds, which is okay because it still counts as another guy coming up and having sex. Um, and one young man was very enthusiastic because I'm I'm trying to keep these guys. I'm filming right at the head, and I'm moving down to the end when there's a cream pie, and I'm staying in my little arc, but if I notice a guy's taking too long or he's completely flaccid and has no erection at all, I try to move him along. Like, hey, partner, um, how you doing? You doing all right? You need some help? You need to come back? And then they'll usually step out, and then another guy will come up. And, and most of the guys were quick boppers because she did it in two hours. But we had one young man. He got up there and you would think he was trying to pound the bottom out of her vagina. He's just going <laughs> to town and he's just and he's in his own world. One guy's getting blowjob and the other guy's getting a hand job and a couple of guys came and they rotated out and he's just there, like his head is buried in and he's focused and he's drilling. I'm I'm checking with him. I was like, hey, buddy, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm having fine. This is the best time of my life. And I was like, okay, <laughs> give him a few more minutes, you know. So uh you uh, you know, we need the and he's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm great. I'm and I literally had to tell the guy, son. Um, unless you're going to pop in the next couple of minutes, like, you need to let somebody else in there. And, <laughs> and, and there was some of that, but there was one key guy that was definitely um, he 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 was a happy happy man to be with Rebel Rider. He had to come back about four or five times
4: he to didn't. finish
1: the case. Wow! But he
4: got there. He
2: got there.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got wow. there. He we finished. just
2: wanted to give the other people a chance, you know.
1: Yeah, that's all. <laughs> Rebel, what, what was your sorest <laughs> hole? Your mouth, your butt, or your vagina?
2: My vagina. The next gangbang thing's going to be anal only.
1: Anal <laughs> <laughs> only gangbang. <laughs> no, it probably won't, but that would be a lot easier. <laughs> yeah.
0: That would, I, I don't know how you recover from that because, God, you got to have an ice pack or something. Yeah. On.
2: Man, it took two and a half weeks. <laughs> I yeah, got um, friction burns on the inside of my vagina. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Just uh, we would uh, we would recommend lube with every penis going in Mm -hmm. next time. We just literally we're gonna have a girl, a couple of girls Mm -hmm. stand there with lube bottles to just squirt, 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 squirt. Mm -hmm. Um, because she did. She got friction burn. it didn't start hurting
2: until about two days later. And then I was like, ooh, ow. Yeah. (laughs) What's going on down there?
1: (laughs) Wow. Well, Ted was good to get everybody tested. Everybody got tested in groups. He got there was a a place in Chicago that's Mm -hmm. uh, part of Boys Town by by Wrigley Field that um they test a lot of men um that live in that area and they they tested everybody for free just for the advertising wow. and stuff they did the swabs anal swabs throat swabs all of that for free and um and and it was great so i mean just things like that made a difference in it so there was no hundred guys and she never caught it she actually went to 102 um uh-huh. but she never uh, she never got a disease anything like that there was nothing Think transferred better. yeah everybody <laughs> did good
0: well that's good that uh, that really made. I can't remember the gal that did. Um, God damn it! I had her picture here. I just lost it a second ago. Um, I, remember, I
4: I remember the Houston 500. I remember Houston. Yes. You, the, she was a. And there uh, was Annabelle
1: Chong did another one, and so did Lisa Sparks. Someone did oh, like 900.
0: Yes. Yeah, Lisa. Lisa that old, was Lisa.
1: Lisa wrote okay. to me.
0: She did 919. Yeah. Wrote to me, Pat. I wish you'd have been 920. Oh,
2: how <laughs> sweet. Oh, sweet! Yeah,
0: and, oh, and oh, Hershel sweet. Savage, who says uh, uh, another man's as his Kryptonite, says I wouldn't want to have been number two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. do, you, do you remember Annabelle Chong's? Do you know who the last guy was for Annabelle Chong? Uh-uh. Ron Jeremy. Wow, because right. he was there doing the interview and the guys, he was interviewing everybody in line, and he was the he was the final one.
0: The the funniest one I because I was going through your feed Rex on Twitter was. The guy who was stretching out, he was like, like he was oh, go-
1: doing the leg ah. stretches like he was yeah. going to run another lap before he went in. That was hilarious.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, but, uh, th- so it. not to get specific out, but you made your money back for the hotel and for all. The- oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but the, the one that, um, um, Lisa Sparks did was not in the United States. It was out of the country. Yes. And so anyway, that's, uh, but you know, finding even a hundred guys who can keep a fucking commitment.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll be there. You know how that goes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we we had like hundred and fifty guys set up for it. I think we had over two hundred. Well. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That they weren't all going to come, or they were going to bail. Somebody um, came up dirty on their test. There's just all so many different reasons. Did, did you have a lot of that? Some people coming up dirty on their test. Oh yeah, there was there was a few that when it's they there got earth, tested. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were dirty and said, nope, nope, you're not coming. Ted actually, he one of the guys that got tested with him that he were in a group, Ted went to uh, some of these swinger groups to watch what went on a co- within two weeks of, I like when everybody's freshly so tested. Much. And he saw a couple of guys at these events going bareback. And he said, you were supposed to save that for Rebel Rider. You were agreed after you got tested and got a clear test. You weren't supposed to to do any bareback. I'm right here. I see it. You're you're not going to shoot. You just screwed yourself out of it, Good. because it's not some nameless guy
0: starring in a hundred guy gangbang as a rebel writer. That's right. That's right. She's the draw. Yeah. So, Richard, anything to uh, wrap up with on this uh, this great night with uh, Rex Radiation?
3: Well, I'm just amazed, and uh, that whenever life throws a curveball at you and uh, the plan for the event that you think you're rehearsed for and you're all ready for and it doesn't happen, what happens instead is great. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> always a surprise when the improv or whatever it is turns out better than the event. I don't know if that's really what will happen, but this has been a, a most enjoyable hour for me to listen to. A lot of what you're describing in the last part here, I have no experience with. Um, we made movies. We didn't do these kind of events. We just made movies. Yeah. And that's all it was for my career, which was 10, 15 years worth. Uh, this is something else. Um, I can't imagine it. Uh, uh, it's just astonishing. to go. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, nice hearing about it and learning about it. It's good
1: to meet you guys. Thank
3: and, you, Richard. Uh, see you down the road somewhere.
1: It's, it's always an honor to talk to you, sir, with your uh, your history and your career, your awards, so thank you for participating.
3: Well, it's mutual. I respect both you guys, how you're handling your careers and yourselves. It's a joy to see. Um, no matter what generation, you know, there's always people that are alive and yes. well and yes. respecting the world, and uh, I, I count you among them. Thank you. Thank you very much, Richard.
0: All right. Well, again, we want to thank uh, uh, Rex for stopping by along and, and bringing his partner with him. But, and, and not that she had to be here, but it, it is added value. Let's just say it that. is added
1: value. Always. To see that. I mean, look at her. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, I have been for the whole hour. The breasts uh-huh. at the bottom nice. of the screen are just <laughs> spectacular.
1: <laughs> nice. I just meant to ask, do they ever allow nudity on these podcasts or is that something that I
0: don't I don't know the uh, the rigors for uh, the Zoom show what the Zoom people have, so I don't. And then uh, I convert all these to uh, YouTube, and of course they okay. definitely don't. So um, okay, Honey, money you gotta
1: you gotta keep them boobies uh, hidden, then you mm-hmm. can't bust them I out. Thought, I
2: thought you oh, you did perfect. You did
3: perfect. <laughs> there was just enough to go. Oh my God! And you know, <laughs> and you never you never crossed the line. So
1: that, 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 that's great. on nip slips. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Last week, our guest was Lacey Fox, and she was at the at the gangbang, and she said, you know, the cool thing was that the Fluffers got to make their own content, too, Yeah, kind of a win-win yep, for them. It.
1: Everyone yep. gets to
2: profit. <laughs> yeah, and, uh,
0: yep. She said, I suck dick for an hour and 36
1: minutes straight. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. She did so good, too. Yeah. She was really committed. And then she took on something like, what was it, uh, 47 guys? That was kick. That was Kit Lacey. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking the other one. The, um, yes, the, <laughs> the one Patrick just said. That's the other. Lacey Fox. Yeah. Lacey. Fox. There were two yeah, Lacey. from Kit, Kit Lacey, Lacey, and Lacey and Lacey Fox. Lacey
2: Fox.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: are you going to be shooting for, um, um, private society name or anytime near down
1: the road? Well, for they, they, they asked for Rebel one time and, um, she gave him the rate and he said, well, we'll put together a package for you. Of uh, multiple the, shots,
2: they prefer the amateur. Um.
1: Yeah, okay. and they um, and they never called her back. They said they would, and oh. they. Uh, I think they would like it if she uh, worked for a lot less too. Would be. Part of the issue. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm <I know>. surprised. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm um, too much of a diva. <laughs> but you know, you know your value. That's all. You know your value, and you're worth it.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. And you got to stick with that. If that's you, right. If you knock down your price, and they got you. So, it's one of those deals. Exactly. But the handy That's thing about it. it's only about three hours from my house. So, um, once in a while, I'll go down and, and uh, we'll do some autographs with one of the girls. And I always, nice. there's a great barbecue place down there. I always take the girls to a barbecue place. and yeah. They might That's just cool. have a little bit of a sandwich. Nah, fuck, I eat a big rib, you know. I don't give a shit. I'm not shooting anything that day. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But uh, anyway, guys, it's great to have you. Don't forget. That will be here back next week with Debbie Revenge. It's going to be a treat because she's old school and we're going to get some old school information and she knows where all the bodies are buried. Again, uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube at Jiz Talking and, and uh, justtalking.com and, of course, on Twitter at Jiz Talking. So, again, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks to Rex and Rebel and Richard and James for sticking around. We'll see you guys
3: next week.